Oh. Hey, Mike Will, give me a beat. Mike Will. Yeah. Sticks, homie, ate a kid's home. Think what's now, swear the kid grown. Fly. I'm in fly mode, take a seat, stupid, you see the sign on. Sorry, doc, it took a long time. Been on tour with Snoop, I was on my grind. Missed a couple calls, Hollywood and all. Tangeray got me feeling like hope, it's fine. <laughs> so I hit the booth for the caffeine show. Smooth D, holla, get at me, though. AQ, nice, running like an athlete, bro. Cook, cook, cold, man. That's what I be, and so be Porsche. Cook, cook, cold, man. Pockets like Big Shirley, that's Martin Mike Hurtcher. Cook, cook, cold, man. Bars be cold, I'll contrast my murky. Caffeine on the show, we the best out. There you go. Doc, in your mouth, money running like water, never drop. Prepare the royal baggage, the king be out. Cars never gonna lease a king be out. Hurry up and buy, old dog it out. Damn, blah. Hey, Stixie, can't be serious. I'm about to service a shade for five. I'm living this Warren Buffett life. See, I get this wealth. My name is Money Cocksucker. Introduce yourself. Your last name ain't Benjamin. I don't need your help. If you ever block my money, just shoot yourself. Damn, I thought I told you before, this caffeine morning show, let's go, yeah. Yo, Doc, I told you I got this thing right here, dawg. It's caffeine morning show. Smooth DQ night, Porsche, what up? You know what I'm saying, this how we, you know what? See, I flip the bars like a pie, move a hundred keys out overnight. That mean a hundred wraps in 24, I can sell it for 17.5. That's real work across seas. If rap don't work, I move these. Too metaphoric, then please. Like Swiss beats, I push keys. Don't forget them from Watsy, I deliver. No DiGiorno, no porno. Goodbye, December, Porsche will tell all the girls he fine. But he married, go figure. Just still jumping his DM anyway because he... No, I'm just playing. <laughs> AM Caffeine Morning Show's in the building. Wake your ass up. It's your boy DOC. Portia Coleman. Portia, uh, were you here last week? Because I know you're, you know, you're filming and you're doing all types of stuff in Hollywood. You're way more popular than we are, so I appreciate you coming into work today. And I think that's only happening because of the special guest that we have. I think that's really the only reason that you're here today. I knew that. AM Caffeine Morning Show. So today, um, wow. My guest today, dog. Let me tell you guys. Q Nice, give me something real quick for my uh, special guest that we have today. And um, I'm not going to use the word legendary loosely. Um, when you talk about a legend, pop culture icon. I don't know if the words can really describe the impact that not only has that he has had in in the groups that he has been a part of and outside of what they have done, the influence that um, they have contributed to the music industry is unprecedented. Like, there would be no new kids on the block. There would be no in sync. There would be really no boys to men. There would be no TLC. Ricky Bell from Mother F and New Edition BBDs in the damn building today. Oh, hey, hey. Man, that was a hell of an intro. I, I, I could have went on, Rick. Know, like, I could have went on. I don't even know if I could follow that. <laughs> damn. That Drop the mic. Let's go. Yeah, that's serious. Wow. <laughs> Ricky Bell. From New Edition, Belle Biv DeVoe is, you know, I when I grew up, the Jackson 5 was kind of, you know, a, a little generation before me. And the next group to, to carry the baton and take it to a whole nother level was a New Edition, man. And Rick is like my homie. Like, we just right. had the dopest conversation last weekend. Right. 
um rick i can't even again express just how much new edition has done for me wow thank you man um and Appreciate i would it. say man if you're 40 and under 40 and over black new edition was it for you portia coleman don't don't front like Come I'm on, not dog. At all. Okay. Like, I love New Edition. My okay. Talk about Florida. Like, I ain't forty. Right, right, right. Why does he? Speaking of like thirty, and I'm like, I'm there, but no, they're incredible. Insane. Thank you, Rick. How has this past two years been for you? Has it? Does it seem like you know when you guys first came out and just all the you know all the momentum and all the things that you were doing it seems like these last 2 years for you is like uh, like you're a brand like you're a new artist again it is and it's it's crazy because you honestly you know as an artist i mean your dreams go as far as you know i want to make records i want to do tours you know i want to be on tv but to you know fast forward to get to the point where you are being honored on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and mm. and you know they're making a movie about you it's like stuff like that you just you can't plan right you know and i mean we we came into the business real early real young and you know we didn't know a lot at the time we didn't know a lot about the business and there were a lot of things that you know a lot of challenges and obstacles we had to overcome things that could normally you know break relationships up right you know even as friends or even our professional relationship there was a lot of good reasons why we could have all just thrown our hands up and just gave up mm-hmm. you know with respect and everyone would understand that but um by the grace of god you know we were able to maintain we were able to do other things to give each other space and and it's like um the, the movie is you know we we started talking about it about 11 12 years ago and, um, you know, we kind of put it to the side, put it on the back burner. And, and, and just so now it just happened to be the right time. It, it was the more so than anything for the business part of it. It was the right time in our lives. Right. But where we are personally mm-hmm. more than anything in our lives where we could really just open up and tell the truth and tell our story and know that at the end of the day, there's redemption in the story. And we didn't want to just come across as. As as victims, you know, we want to tell our story in hopes to um, to inspire, absolutely, you know, the community and individuals and even other artists, you know, that are struggling and going through the same things we went through. Right. Um, I can remember, like you said, uh, maybe you know, eleven, twelve years ago. I can remember. I forgot what where we were, but new edition. All of you guys were in a meeting, and I don't. I was in there as well And Jesse Collins From BET was there And you guys were talking About the movie then Right And I can remember thinking Man BET I'm not I don't know how I feel about that I feel some You know I I wanted to make sure that You guys Story was Was told on a On a grand scale And I was just Really Apprehensive About BET And I today Stand so corrected I don't think Anybody else Could have done What BET did Thank you With Thank you. They did an amazing job With the movie From the promotion Aspect of yeah. it yeah. The way that they Rolled it out To social media Like right. it was Nobody else Could have um, Done it that way And I think With BET You know Having Video Soul And having so many uh, Iconic shows That New Edition Was a part of And as well as Belle Biv DeVoe I think they really Understood What you guys Were about And another Huge You know Paramount Or whoever it is They wouldn't have been able To capture those things Because they weren't there Absolutely We're on BET 20 years ago And it's just so crazy Like you said To see the movie in, in the way they did it, I mean, even six hours wasn't enough. I didn't get enough. I know. I, I wanted more. <laughs> like you guys yeah, literally could start a new you. biopic from right what, hey. from like what two thousand till now. Right, it's a whole other story. You never know. Right, <laughs> right, right. You're hearing it first because right. like the whole other movie can can happen out of that. And, and that was part of the reasons why it didn't happen twelve years ago. We once we read the script and we saw it condensed to two hours, it Look. just didn't do. 
didn't do it justice. Didn't do justice at all. Right. And so we figured, you know, we waited and we went back to BET and we said, this has to be three nights. You know, there was a little struggle there, but they finally understood it, you know, and they gave us that. And um, I'm really, really honored that they were so passionate about it, like from every side of it, from the, the director to the guy hanging the lights and the rafters, <laughs> yeah. man. Everyone was so passionate about it and really did their, did their thing. You can tell, man, that's the highest rated program in BET's history. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's the, to me, the I mean, the best biopic in it. I mean, I can only think of what, like straight out of Compton and this one are like hands down now. No question. My top two. No oh, question. Period. No question. It's still on my DVR. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to wait for the BET rerun. I, I watched it. I watched it last. I watched uh, the, the second episode last week. Yep. Just eating dinner. Just watching just it. Like I didn't even see it before. Yeah. Wow. AM so caffeine much. show. Ricky Bell's in the damn building. So, Q Nice, let's go into a quick mix and we come back. And there's so many things I want to ask Rick about. You got it. He's in the building. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Hey, yo, Ty, real quick. Yes, you sir. Wanna, you want to play that little special thing we got? Go ahead and do it for him. AM Caffeine Morning Show. I'm not your man, not Ralph Tresman, not Ronnie Romance. No, my. I guess I was a combination of House of Pain and Bobby Brown. I was pumping around. Chilling at the house on the hill, you got to say my, 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 like Johnny Gill. You got DVD all on your bedroom wall, but I'm above the rim and this is how I ball. Smoke, I get smoked and loony. You can't do me, do we look like DVD? You hoochie groupie. Perm in your hair or even a curly weave with your new edition Bobby Brown button on your sleeve. Caged in, wave spinning like Mike Bivens for new edition, new edition, new edition, new edition. Wake up, wake up. It's time for the AM Caffeine Morning Show. Yeah, you do. I, 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 I,
Pull up on that ooh, it's a brand new track. Speakers on blast with tremendous knocks. TVs in the dash, rims just won't stop. You need to be down with a pimp like me. I ain't turning down nothing but my collar, you see. I'ma leave you with my number, you should holler at me. Cause I'm a baller, can't nobody hustle harder than me. Ooh. Girl, I've been shaking, sticking, and moving. Trying to get to you and that booty. Trying to get to you and that booty. Trying to get to you and that Girl, I've been shaking and hacking the donkey. Trying to get to you and that monkey. Trying to get to you and that monkey. Trying to get to you and that monkey. Lord, I've really been real stressed. Down and out, losing dress. Although I am black and brown, problems got me pessimistic. Brothers and sisters keep messing up. Why does it have to be so damn tough? I don't know where I can go to let these ghosts out of my skull. My grandma passed, my brother's gone. I never at once felt so alone. I know you're supposed to be my steering wheel, not just my spare tire. But Lord, I ask you to be my guide. Caffeine Warner Show, DJ Q Nice and Ones and Twos. I have to cut his ass short because Ricky Bell's in the building. I mean, you know, he's killing it though. Yeah, not not good enough though. Rick's here. Not, not good enough. <laughs> okay, fine. Ricky. My bro, what up? Um, man, so I don't even know where to start. So, I'm gonna go here. From the after watching the, the biopic, man, how hard was it for you to Tell the world and just uncover some of your personal issues. Like at any time, was there any apprehension about that? Or you knew once you guys went, you know, on this journey of telling your story, that's something that you had to that you had to tell. Or did you ever like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Um, no, nah, I knew I knew a few years ago that I was, you know, that I was ready to share that with right. the world. And part of the reason was it's, it's a couple of reasons. It was in like the first draft, like when we first started, you know, way back then. But it was it was it was being done more in a way where it was just like glamorized, mm-hmm. you know, like the party side of it. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I, you know, I didn't feel cool with that, you know, because it was just like really no rhyme or reason to it, you know. And um, somebody what I did in the movie, somebody did for me. Right. And that's what helped save my life. You know, like when I was struggling with that. Mm hmm. The hardest part for me was to ask for help to tell people to reveal that that I needed help. Right. It was like the shame and the the guilt and, you know, my ego was like it was killing me. Right. And somebody just simply said to me, like, yo, bro, you know, you can't save your face and your ass at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, and it was somebody that I looked up to, somebody, you know, in the business. Mm -hmm. And it just made me, you know, I, I just I started to really identify with it and just accept, you know, that that's a part of my journey, mm-hmm. you know, and that, you know, I'm, I'm clean and sober now. And I'm, Dope. Um, you know, Dope. it's, um, it, it's, it's uh, I, I, I honestly told it in hope that it would just really inspire, you know, someone else that's dealing with any kind of issue. That Absolutely. When, when I saw that, I I texted him and I was like, yo, dude, I, I give you props for that because I don't know if. I could have done that and just been that open to let folks, you know, really see that side. But Mm -hmm. again, the way that it it was done, because it did show redemption, it did 
you know, show the bottom, but then you coming out of that. So it absolutely made sense that it was done that way. And other people, like you said, can can see that there's a way out of that that life. Exactly. Well, a lot of times people can only show their trials only after they've overcame them. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I strongly believe that seeing that you said that, of course, he's been clean and sober. He can look back and say, wow, this is what I went through. And that's how I got to where I am today. Right. You exactly. know, other than that, he would have been like, oh, I can't show that. <laughs> right. Like, right. Wait a minute. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. During that's the time no when I was going through it. Right. Nah, no way. No. Right. And that was no. a crazy. And that's probably why no one ever knew. Right. Yeah. I was going through it. I right. Because I, I don't know how. I mean, it was. Uh, thank God it wasn't during the social media era. Right, right, <laughs> right. right I right. was in some real dark real places, places that I had no business being in. <laughs> right, right. 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 In those That's days. always a good question that I, that I like to ask artists that were not around, let's say, when Instagram, Facebook, and all this was happening. Yeah. Like, what do you think it would have been like if that was all going on when you guys were first, first coming out? Let's say for like the Any Heartbreak tour. Right. Like, oh, man, what, you what know do you what? Think? I think I think for where our attitudes was, I know mm. for me personally, it wouldn't have been a good look. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good look. Like just because the just the egos were just, you know, outrageous. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it would have been of course, you know, the popularity and all that, the fanfare, that stuff would have been there and mm-hmm. you know, that would have been really cool. Right. But, you know, just like I say, you know, I don't even have a resentments of the millions of dollars that were stolen from us because I didn't need, you know, twenty million dollars when I was nineteen mm-hmm. with the attitude you know that how, I had. how to act, you know? We may, may not even be here today. I, I yeah. robbed myself with the money that I right. did have. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Right. So, you know, it it just God knows what he's doing. Right. He knows exactly what he's doing. Right. Um, This is a question that that I've always wondered. Did you ever feel. So when 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 New Edition was going through uh, some of the transitions and you're hearing that Ralph is going to leave and and you guys aren't exactly sure. Did you ever feel slighted and, and it was like. Well, if he leaves, I can sing. Like, I can take over the group if he leaves. Did you ever fit? Did that ever? Was that ever an option? Did that ever come up? Or did you no. ever feel like it's been overlooked? Nah, I, I wasn't thinking like that when Ralph. You know, when it was just the four of us, right? Um, because it, it took me a long time to 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 build my confidence up mm-hmm. to even sing in the studio, right? To hear myself on the mic was it, it took me a while to get used to that. Um. There was a situation when um, it was just the four of us, and we were doing a, um, uh, I think it was the Lou Rawls, it was the Black Gold, like Wars. a telethon or something yeah, like something, that. Right? Yeah, and um, and Ralph didn't show up, and man, I just remember being in the dressing room with just the three of us. And we weren't thinking. I wasn't thinking. Oh, I got it. It's mm-hmm. cool. Don't worry about it. It's cool. I ain't, so even that tripping. At, at that point, your confidence wasn't up wow. enough. No, man, we were tripping. We were like, I was beside myself. I was so nervous and scared. And we were like, What the hell are we gonna do? Because listen, at this time, this is what was going on. When we went on stage, we would do parts. You know, we would do things where you know we introduce ourselves. We would go down the line, and Ralph got. The biggest screen Right mm-hmm. You know everybody else Was so so Right It could be a group of girls there But the four out of five of them Were there to see Clear him, him. Mm-hmm. He was the dude Right He was that guy And so when he You know Did you always talking, accept that Did you know like This is the guy He never had no issues With never, that Never had no issues I was I was never The guy that said Like I want to be the, I was cool with like Having parts right. Just give me a part <laughs> You know, as long as right. I can hear myself do a little right. something, I'm straight. As long as right. I can grab the mic every now and then and step up and do my little verse here or bridge or whatever ad lib, I was cool you with that. Good. Right. Because yeah. that's honestly all I could handle right. at that time. <laughs> <laughs> so you were shy. You were, listen, wow. let me tell y'all something which y'all don't know. If you listen to the song Jealous Girl, right? Right. Yeah. That was the first song I ever sang in the studio, which was really the first song really? we recorded. Right. Okay. And if you listen to it, I'm, I sound so nervous. Right. Right. It sounds like I'm crying, but I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and Maurice Starr said that works. Yeah, We're gonna leave it. We're gonna leave that. Right. Right. So right. But nah, man, I was like, I, I just couldn't handle it. You know. At what point did you think you got where you were comfortable enough to carry on more of a load? Um, you know, make studio on the stage. Like, when did you actually feel like, okay, I'm Ricky Bell and I've arrived? 
It came right around the Heartbreak album, the Heartbreak tour. And so by the end of that tour, um, once it was decided that Ralph was going to do his solo record and Johnny was going to do his, literally at that party that we were at, the after party for the Any Heartbreak tour, when Jimmy Jam suggested that we become a group. Right. It, that's when it clicked. That's when that I got that feeling that you were talking about that. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. I can do that. Right. Hell yeah, let's do it. You know? That's when the light bulb went off. Shout out to Jamie Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah, Dag Nabbit. Hello, can you stand the rain? Right. I mean, just him giving us that seal of approval. That's that. It it boosted my confidence even more. Just for him to, to, you know, give us the idea and and feeling that we could really do that. It was Mm -hmm. like, wow, okay, coming from him. So now, once you hear that, did you have any idea where you wanted to go musically as a group so now we're stepping away from new edition yep. we're gonna try this uh, did you have any idea we knew what exactly what we wanted to you do. you did we knew we knew we knew the ingredients of what we wanted to have we um um we knew we wanted to work with hank shockley and the bomb squad you know so we had certain people you know on our radar that we wanted to because we, we knew this we like a lot of hip-hop right and so we wanted that foundation but we wasn't like I'm not a rapper, mm-hmm. but I've always wanted to sing over those type of beats, and right. those type of grooves. So we knew that that was that was going to be the basis of what we did, right? And that's what. And the first two songs we recorded actually was um, was I do need you and smile again. Those are actually the first two songs we recorded, right? And after, we actually recorded one more with um, uh, Wokey Stewart and Timmy Gatlin, the, one of the original members of God. Right. Tim, right. right Timmy. So mm-hmm. it was a song called Weak in the Knees. And that song was just like, it just didn't fit us at all. And right? it really And that title don't yeah, sound high. Exactly. <laughs> so we just kept, we kept the two ballads. And then we flew to New York and we finished the rest of the album. Um, um, Hiram Hicks played us Poison, played us the demo. And once we heard that, it. That, that was, was it. That, that was you knew yeah. that was first. I remember yeah, the, where I was when I, for, I know exactly where I, I was. I was in my boy's uh, Nissan, wow. and in Orange <laughs> in Orange County, right? And he played it for me, and I said, "This is terrible." Really? I, I promise. You're gonna wow. say this in front of Ricky Bell? That's yeah, that's good. my. That was my honest opinion. I yeah. I was like, "This is terrible," and two weeks later. I was like, that's my ass. I was in the club. Okay. And I think at that point, like, it sounded like nothing else. Right. So it was so foreign to me. It didn't sound like anything else. Right. That it took me a second right. to catch up to what it was. Right. And so when you guys, you knew when you first, when you heard the demo, right. you knew. We knew that was the exact that was it. Sound that was that, that you we wanted. Looking for. We knew that was going to be the first single. We knew it, the whole plan was set. Was we we planned everything down like like we we would go to the studio. We would stay at the Embassy Suites in New York, and we had this routine. We get home. We get back from the studio at like three in the morning. They serve brief, free breakfast at six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at Tennessee Suites. And we stayed in Secaucus, New Jersey. So we would get back around 3, 3.30, wait up, blaze, talk about our ideas, write down everything we wanted to do from the first single, the concept of the videos, what we were going to wear, the show, what song we were coming out to. We planned everything while we, as we were doing the album. And we would sit up until 6 in the morning, go get the free breakfast, go to sleep, and do the same thing all over again. So do you think <laughs> do you think the next two Bell Bibbo albums that came out they weren't as successful was it because that element of of what you guys put in that first album you guys weren't doing that anymore It wasn't it just I don't think we just we really connected um fully to our audience and what you know they gravitated to and just really just bringing that home we were just all over the place with what we thought it should have been. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of, a lot, a lot of ego driven and not really conceptualized and creatively done right. You mm-hmm. know, I think we were just in a different headspace and um and and uh, you know what the the challenge is, it's it's a, it's a blessing and a curse so to speak because when you have a, a song, a monster album, and a song like Poison and Do Me, it's like trying to recover mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. 
You know, it's like you're held up to a certain standard of of what people want to feel, mm-hmm. but you cannot repeat that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to still respect it and, and give them that. And it's like, it's really you. You know, it's music is all about you know where you are mentally and spiritually and you know professionally, all personally in your life at that time. So. Would you say you guys were you guys a little scared or apprehensive to now going to the studio to work on the second album because the success of that album, the remix album, did went platinum yeah. as well? Um, we weren't really nervous. We were just kind of like we weren't locked in really to what we should have done. We wasn't listening to anybody, and we just let our ego kind of drive us and say, oh, "Fuck it, we could." Going in, take a crap, and they're just gonna take accept it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> All due respect, that didn't work. So right. a- after the, after the uh, Above the Rim album comes out, and it it, I think the ballad is what saved that album, right? Yeah. The, the uh, was it ba- the, was it baby, baby face joint? Yeah, something in your eyes. Something yeah. in your eyes, right? Which which helped that album, I believe, go gold. Right. After after that. Where where were you at mentally? Okay, the album's not doing so well. New edition is kind of you know, you're not sure what's gonna you know what's gonna happen mentally. Where where were you at? Did you have any idea of like okay, what if this doesn't work? This is did you have a plan B? No, nah, there was no plan B. It was just survival mode. It's really just okay. Um, we were thinking about like, okay, where's our strong suit? The album's not hitting, but they're still buying tickets to come see us perform. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just stay on the road and you know go overseas and do some things. And it's just about survival at that. You know, mm-hmm. just trying to pay the bills. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. And would you say through that whole time was BBD? Were you guys always able to get shows, or was there a downtime where net like it's not? Oh yeah, it's was, not really popping. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was. It was some downtime. It's a few of those where it's just kind of dry. The phone is not ringing. It's just not the time for it, or you don't really know professionally how to navigate the business or your situation at that time, and you know you're trying to basically scrape the bottom and you know and do whatever you can so how does that work from a financial standpoint when it's just so dead and then you have you know you've acquired all of these things and your overhead is probably crazy because at one time it was you know you were in a position to handle that yeah then what happens then what happened then life shows up and then you are you know you are um you know, nobody's handling anything for you. You're, you're getting your own mail. <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, balance your checkbook for the first time. <laughs> Things that you never have to worry about before. Ex- exactly. And it's and it gets rough. And, you know, I don't want to give away too much because there's some story, you know, that I'm, I'm telling, you know, personally, where I really get into the details of, of that dark time. Mm-hmm. In my life when it was just really rough and I had no hopes, I had no motivation and, you know, and I was down, you know, didn't didn't even feel like, you know, working or, or doing anything, you know, and I met this beautiful woman over here that um, that believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. Give it up for Amy Dan Bell, everybody. Give it up for Amy Dan Bell in the building. <laughs> Guys, meet. What year was this that you guys met? Shit, man, we 14 years ago. 14 15, years? 15, no, longer than that. We've been married for 14 Wait, years. Tw- really? 14? Going off, coming up on 14 years in September. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember y'all first date? <laughs> Every yeah. girl remembers. You remember your first date? Yeah, we went to, we went to, we went to, it was funny, we went to a Wednesday night Bible study. It was a singles ministry that I was, I was going to and I really liked that Faithful Central. Yeah. And when I took her out, I wanted to just take her there, and it was it was cool. Oh, that's dope! Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. dope. That's the <laughs> first day we, up, up with the Lord. Ain't nothing wrong with ain't nothing we wrong went, with hanging with the Lord. Ain't we nothing wrong. There, and then we went and had. I took her to have soul food for the first time. For the first time. Wow. Yeah, she's Puerto Rican and Guatemalan, so she ain't know <laughs> nothing about, about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amy. Right. We love you, girl. Right. Oh, so incredible. So. You guys had the opportunity to perform 
at the White House. Not under this administration. Let me make yeah, sure that we, we put that out there. Not under this administration. It was yes. with Obamas and them. Shell and well, thanks, all thanks them. Thanks for playing that out. Shell. Shell. Yeah, yeah, Shell. Shell. We call her Shell. That's the homegirl. That's right. Shell. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. you guys do things that like that that's so monumental? Right. How do you guys... Make the decision, like, you know what? This is going to be BBD and not New Edition. Because if I'm Ralph, I'm like, right. yo, I don't perform for Obama. I'm pissed. Right. How, do, how right. do you make that determination? And then is it a decision that you then tell the other members, like, hey, y'all ain't rocking with us? Or BBD just does it and they, they watch but it they on TV like we did? No, that, right? was the, that was the Obama's decision. They that was, so the Obama's yeah. requested that. Yeah, and they requested poison specifically that we do poison wow okay you know what was crazy is um when he first got in office like i i just had this vision i was like we're gonna perform there one day but i always pictured it would be new edition right because i wanted to do a new edition step with obama i just wanted to teach him the cross step or something right i saw it i was like that's gonna happen one day so when we got the call and it was BBD, I was like, "Wow, okay, cool, I'm excited." But we did once we got on the end at the stage at the end. No, you did. Yeah, you did give her a little something. You give a little, you I, I, little, little two step. To him, so you know that vision came true. Right, right. Yeah, but man, that time is like, you know, it's like I don't know, man. It's like meeting Santa Claus or something. It's like when you're a kid <laughs> yeah. and you're there and we're waiting to take the picture and it's like you're just lost for words and. You try to practice what you're going to say, and it just never comes, comes out, out that right, way. Right. They were just so nice and down to earth, and they made us feel so welcome and, you know, asked about our families and kids and how many kids we got, and we need to get to working on some. <laughs> and, you know, they were yeah. just real, real chill people. Right. What, yeah. what about the, the Walk of Fame? I mean, what is it like? Because... Me and Doc were there. Right. This it had to be the most people I think they said they've ever had. Wow. No, I think they said At they definitely said ceremony. they did. First of all, they, they did not. They did not expect that. No, they wow. did not. And on top of that, it was raining. It was raining. Yeah, it was raining. We and not an like and not there. like little <laughs> bit of rain. Right. Portia's perm was all messed up. <laughs> 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 I said, wait, I gotta wear this hair today. They were out there and caught Hollywood by surprise, not understanding just the fan base, like new edition. Fans are beyond loyal. You get out the car, you see all these people there, it's raining, and I remember he was the first, you know, any member to go speak. What was running through your head at the time when you were literally looking at your star on the Walk of Fame? I mean, that's history. You're cemented forever. So what was that feeling like? Man, you know, you're like, really? Really? Me? Really? (laughs) And the people is like, and, and you could see the joy in everyone's eyes, and you're like, like to, to support like thank you guys for coming out like we don't take any of that for granted mm-hmm. whatsoever it really means a lot that people support us like that we don't just think okay we're supposed to have it and we've been here and we're the first this and that or whatever it's like every event we do every show we do everybody that continues to show up but still still amazed at at the people at the all the accolades and like I like I say you just you just can't plan that. You don't one day when you're nine years old starting a group and saying one day we're going to get a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame and perform for the president. Right. Right. Made about right. How do you even <laughs> plan that? Right. Yeah. Right. We didn't even know how to plan how to go get a record deal. Mm-hmm. That just wasn't the thing that was happening in the projects at the time. The thing that was happening was the talent show. That was that was it. Right. You know, nobody was getting record deals and, and doing all of that. We was like, we just want to join the talent show, get the girls to scream. And, <laughs> and you were good. Change, you and were, we were good. We were straight. We, we were good with that. You know? Question about that, now that you brought that up with the talent shows and all that. And, and Brooke was, you know, if you didn't know who um, Brooke Payne was prior to, you totally <laughs> get a different respect yeah. level for Brooke. And, I, and last time I saw Brooke, I wanted to ask him, but he's always running around, so it's kind of hard. What was Brooke doing for a job? Like, what was his job? Like, outside of rehearsing with you guys, what? Where did he go every day? I mean, because man. he was was he getting some? It wasn't getting no talent show money. Brooke, he might get mad at me if I tell you. Because I sure wanted to know, like, it what is Brooke off. doing for work? It paid off. So. Like, is he working in a steel mill? What? What? What, what is? I don't he know what they were doing. But yeah, like, 
You know what, man? I, you know, I'm gonna let I'm, I'm I have to let Brooke. Let Brooke ask a question, and, and I cannot you know? wait. Every time I see him, I want to ask him. Like Brooke, you got to tell me what we're doing. He was a hustler, man. He always had to fly gear, to fly shoes, right? The fly curl, you know. When he, I mean, he taught us how to dress, right? He taught us everything we knew back then. You know, he taught us how to walk on the stage, what the attitude was. I mean, he, you know, he did a whole lot for us. When now I'm going to go back to the movie again. When <clears throat> Brooke is now not representing you guys anymore, and you guys went with uh, the other—I forgot his name—the the, the white cat who was managing you guys. That right. you guys ended up being signed to him. Right. And I think at one point in the movie, and you know, you guys were upset that you weren't able to still keep Brooke, but it was kind of like you didn't—you felt like you didn't have a choice, right? Did you realize, and you're probably not realizing that, at the end of the day, the artists, you guys really did have the power. Right. But you didn't know that then, obviously. No, nah, we didn't know it. Even when it came time to um, uh, the vote on Bobby on that situation, the way that it was presented to us at the time was, if he doesn't go, you're going to lose everything. Right. So they kind of like painted a picture where it was like, we didn't really have a choice. And we weren't thinking, nah, that's a boy. We're going to work this out and, right. you know, forget all of that. You know, we're going to figure it out. Even with Brooke, it was just like, look, it's time to move on. And, you know, he's not, you know, professionally, he just can't handle the situation anymore. And, you know, we got to move on or we're just going to be stuck here in the projects. Wow. What was the time frame once Brooke was out of the picture and then you were rocking with the other guy until Brooke came back? Did, were you guys still in contact with Brooke at all during that time? Well, Ron wasn't. Yeah, we, you know, very, you know, little we was. You know, him and Ron are, um, you know, that's, that's family and nephew. That's right. family. Right. Um, it, the time frame was, I mean, and you could kind of look at the routines and tell. This is real funny. <laughs> um, from like right in the middle of the Cool It Now, like Cool It Now, Count Me Out album. Wasn't a lot of Brooke Okay Cause you could look at the routines And tell, and tell. We made those <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, That wasn't That wasn't Brooke <laughs> Brooke I came back I think he did A little bit of love Which was cool Which was You know That was a classic And Count Me Out He did Right That's when he came back That's what, Right He came back Count Me Out and Like uh, towards the end of the You know The The Third album, right? Right before any, right before any heartbreak, heartbreak, right? And so you could tell, right, when we got to any heartbreak, <laughs> if it isn't love, can you stand the rain? Yes, you can see Classic. his. Oh, he's you back. Can right. See his imprint. Right, he's back. What What is yeah. your favorite new edition record to perform live? Because you guys have a ton. But what's your favorite record that every time you um, like this? What's your favorite one to do live? Probably can you stand the rain? Oh, really? That's, that's yeah. actually about, yeah. I love just that because joke. I think like the essence of it, like. It's uh, the the like just performing like doing steps to a slow song mm-hmm. is like I just like that whole idea and we started that actually you know with uh, with you all the way and is this the end and you know when we started doing stuff like that it just it's a classic like still to this day mm. grown and sexy yes cute nice yeah, you know it's just timeless mm-hmm. it's slick. If I was a kid, I could look up to them and see, like, I want to be like Your dad. <laughs> right, you know, right. The steps the never get old, you know, the melodies, the way the song is structured out vocally with everyone's parts. I think it's just a, it's a masterpiece. How, how did you like in the Best Man Holiday when they uh, <laughs> sang the you guys joint? You know what, though? What's funny to me is, like, when I saw that and I saw people's reaction to it, mm-hmm. it made me think, wow, okay, that's how they see us. That's how people... Okay, cool. That's kind of the effect that we have on people. Right. So it was interesting to see that. Like when I watched the last night of the movie, we watched it at a, we had a watch party in Boston, myself, Mike, and Ron. And when they got to the last part and they're performing on stage and everyone stood up in the place and they're dancing with them, I'm like, wow. wow. Like, right. I'm like, is that what we do? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> to actually be in the audience, see it from the other side is like, wow, it's, it's pretty interesting. Right. You just don't, you just don't get to see that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Q nice. Here's what I want to do. I want to play a couple of my favorite new edition songs. And I want to ask Rick about them. Okay. Um, can we start with, Delicious, please. One of my favorite <laughs> new edition songs. Delicious. I had to. I had right. to. 
What just one of my favorite, and you know, it, it's, it's weird to say delicious to another guy, right. but if Ricky Bell's in the in the building, you understand this is yeah. a legend. Right. But this is one of my favorite new edition this songs. I can't find. So what's it's he supposed to say? Like what? One word about what? Like what do you? No, I want to you know, know what, though. Like when this song, so the recording process during like this time, like folks just had songs and said, "You guys are going to do this," or did you get the chance to vote and say, "Hey, we like this song"? No, like how we, did it work? We was we we didn't have a lot of vote, say so. but we were working with um, Michael Cimbello and Danny Cimbello. At the time Michael Cimbella had Maniac Exactly mm-hmm. He had a brother uh, That was dope writer too And um, uh, I forget his name But he was married to Minnie Ripperton He was another one of the producers For this song And Who Do You Trust And stuff like that And I remember when they, we were recording this song And Michael Cimbello sang the demo I was like Man I want to sing on that song And I was mad that I didn't have a part <laughs> <laughs> Because I was sitting back like, when's my part? Right. You know, and, and, never part? and never came. It never came. Only only the background. You right. Know? Oh. And I, so I just had to put it to, that's my note right there. Right. That's I mean, me. You hear me? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Hold on. I got my list of new edition songs that are my favorite. No, harmonies. Oh, those are so important. This actually, I think, yeah. might oh, even I be my favorite new edition album, it. I think. Is this one? I think so. Wow. Um, okay. Q Nice, go to. Uh, <laughs> I do. Go to. Um, I'm leaving you again, dude. Oh, wow. Okay. Dude, I'm leaving you again. Real interesting. What? Real right. Interesting. He's like, really? Yo, this song is a monster. Dude, right. this was from. Uh, this was. Um, this was the first song me and Ralph wrote together. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. The very first song. We were 15 or 16. Did you get your publishing? No, no. <laughs> like, what's that? This, this is that's when I first learned about. Okay, there's writers and then there's publishing, right? And we got our writers, but we didn't get the publishing. The publishing went back to the to the production company yeah. or to the yeah to the, yeah to that production company to that, we to that production company. You, you you hey, go look on the back of the album. You'll see who it is. So <laughs> Google it now. All right. That's not when Mike came in. In the movie, and, and Mike was asking about the label that you guys were signed to at the production company. This was before that, or was that the same time? Um, I think this was around. Eh. Right. It was. It was side, right. Like during this this album. Yeah. This song was a monster, dude. I can't even front. Thank you. Um, I was surprised at how many. Like you know, like the streets, the ghetto was really feeling this right. Yeah, I didn't know that they like listen, like, they like okay. love songs. The hood like love songs. And, it, and we wrote it about you know we had girlfriends at the time in the projects, and we were actually right talking about them about how we're always leaving, leaving them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's real in these streets. Right, right. <laughs> um, Q nice. Go to um, go to my secret, dude. Go to my secret. Wow. This is my favorite new edition song. You hear everyone's like, wow. Yeah. Come on, dog. This Damn, was Captain the, this, show. This Come was on, the dude. song. All right. You know, there was a part in the movie where we had a different choreographer. Mm. You know, he was trying to get us to do some other kind of moves. Right. <laughs> you know, Vogan and such. Right, right, right. <laughs> Very interesting. And it was not that's when we knew, like, ah, uh-uh, bro, this ain't it. <laughs> you gotta come back, bro. Right, right. Uh, this that ain't, ain't, that ain't gonna work. That ain't <laughs> uh AM Caffeine Morning Show, Ricky Bell's in the building. Those are just some of my um favorite new edition songs that and like you said, guys like those songs. Like they do. The homies would be together and be rocking those songs and not feeling weird for for playing them. That's crazy. Y'all don't realize y'all play them kind of songs, y'all gonna get lucky. It's crazy because during that time, yeah. it's like guys is listening to that and we're listening to, you know, Run DMC, right. Master yeah. Flash, and, you know, Public Enemy, and we trying mm-hmm. to figure out how we can get that. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, right into here. the mix. So now BBD has this new album out, yes. um, Three Stripes. Yes. H- how long was the process to get that album done? Three weeks. You what? got the album done in three, <laughs> like three weeks. and a half weeks. After yeah. the movie, or is this during the movie? It was during. It was during. Like after we finished the production of the movie, okay. we started recording it. Wow. Run was already recorded, and then we just so run. Out. Run was the first joint that you had recorded. Yeah, and 
at that point, did you guys know who you wanted to work with or you were just getting submissions? We were just getting submissions and just kind of, you know, open the door to whoever. Um, we found a great writer um, in Atlanta named Cyrus Shield. Okay. And so we would just get tracks and we would all sit down together and write it with him. And he did a great job. Right. Yeah. Ten songs on this album, I believe. Right. And um, my favorite mm-hmm. is Hot Damn. Oh, yeah, wow. Hot Thank Damn you. is hot. Thank you. And finally. Thank you. Because I love me some damn cocoa. Right, so Ain't nobody say nothing about KGLH cocoa. Non-stop. Oh, wow. I appreciate yes. it. Shout out to KGLH. Thank Finally, you, guys. Yes. And speaking of SWV, we going on tour. Exactly. Yes. Let them know what that is. In two weeks. Uh, I think we start on the 14th in Jacksonville, Florida. A few Funk Fest dates. We got um, SWV and Vogue. The um, Guy and Black Street will be on a few dates. Um, and it's gonna, it starts in May and it'll end sometime in August. What? So that's uh, BBD three. So it's a three stripes it's the tour. Three stripes tour. Yes. Rick, how does that feel to like after all? You know, after being in the game for as long as you have, and mm-hmm. the ups and downs, and now coming back with the album that you're now being able to tour off of. Right. That has to be incredible because the it's, last BBD album was when 2004, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Right? 2004. 2004. And, um, you know what? It, I don't even think we really even thought about making music because we were just, I mean, once the tour game picked up again, we were just cool with, with just picking up that, doing, doing the classes. That. And then, um, you know, we just started feeling the itch like, man, we need some new songs in the show. And we would change the show up from time to time. And, you know, we started feeling the interest again. And we recorded a few songs along the way, right. just kind of testing the waters, but then trying to find that balance of how do we pay respects to the people that have been supporting us and our fans and not try to sound like 1991 and you know just in, in in who we are right now today making sure it's age appropriate and we're not sounding like we're chasing what's going on today but you know still display our talents and we really think that because so timing has a lot to do with that and you really can't predict that and um, but i think we hit it on you know we hit the nail on the head with this because i honestly feel like as performers as performers if you listen to Song for song, even based from the Poison album, man, this is our best performance album. Right, best. It's definitely our best studio. Album. I would say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, mm-hmm. Vocally, Production I mean, you can vocal. definitely hear your maturity and how much you have grown as a vocalist. Absolutely, thank you. I agree. And what I do like, I like how Mike. And Ryan, how they rhyme back and forth, yeah, as opposed to somebody just having a verse. Exactly, and the way that they kind of play off of each other is yeah. really is, is dope. I really yeah. do like that, and that was intentional, right? Yeah. I yeah. like that. Smart, right? Thank you. And going into this project, was it hard to get a deal? Did Not well. The deal came first. Actually, so the deal came first, and you only had run. So yeah. was the idea just to put run out, just to put something out? Yeah, or? because we, man, we, you know, we kept running into Eric Sermon, and we love Eric Sermon. We're like, yo, man, just give us a track, man, give us one of those beats, you know. And he finally he would come with something, yeah, yeah. And he finally came with run, and we like, oh, this is the one. We got to put some lyrics to this, and we found a good writer. Um, we wrote it. Once we cut it, and we started playing it for people. They were like, yo, you paid it for Funk Master Flex. And he started playing and, and the energy behind it. And that's when we decided, you know, we started getting interest, mm-hmm. you know, for Dale. Right. And that's when we decided to accept that from uh, E1 and record the whole, the whole album. Yeah. So is there are there plans to do another BBD album or is that too far down the road at this point? Are you guys just worrying about now supporting this project? Right. Um there's you know what i think as long as we have a fan base that wants to hear music and see us perform and buy merchandise we're gonna keep supplying them with that so now with that being said where does new edition fit into that because bbd has uh your album out is new edition gonna re be recording and how hard is that process because it always seems like bbd is you guys are like-minded right and it always seems like it's not that when you then try to bring the whole conglomerate together 
Because it's like when you're trying to, even if you guys are, 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 if you got five brothers that are your blood and you guys have grown up together, there's no stronger love than that. You're Even when you're doing your best, you're going to continue to bump heads, mm-hmm. right? And it's just hard to get six men who have families and different interests, you know, to agree on everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, from the outside looking in, it's just like, come on, guys, just, you know, just just do that and it, it'll be fine. Right. You know? <laughs> right. It you seems know? like it'd be it so seems, damn simple. It seems like it's so simple. But unless you're involved in some a situation like that, there's only another group, you know, could understand just the dynamics of how that works, right. you know, and it's sometimes it's sometimes it feels like it's personal and you're trying to balance of, OK, well, let me just keep the professional part that and not take it personal and and make decisions based on business and not personally. Right. It's a fine line when it comes to to making decisions like that. But with that said, um, um, this BBD tour that we're on right now has been, you know, tours are planned way months mm-hmm. And ahead, and um, if things go according to plan, we'll be on the road as New Edition by the fall. Whoa! There we go. Yeah. There we go. That's what I've been waiting to hear. Gosh dang it! Yeah, yeah man. If Absolutely. you guys have never been to a New Edition concert, you have been sleeping for years. Uh, Their show, thank like you. you guys, could do a three-hour show because uh, you have. Thank you. you There's so much. Two yeah. groups, yeah, th- three solo. It's like it's just so much. Portia, didn't on, Ralph right? bring you up at one of the shows oh, yeah. one time? What? Uh-huh. What? He did, and that was not planned. Like sensitivity is one of my favorite. Like it's literally one of my favorite songs. It's like still a ringtone of mine. Wow. So I was sitting there just get, getting serenaded, like, oh my god, and like when you know them, it's like. Yeah, we're I gonna didn't find care. that tape. Right. <laughs> I, tape. I, I think it's on that. YouTube, though. I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Coleman gets serenaded, but no, I remember for the for the show that I was on, I actually went. I interviewed all the guys backstage, and you know they they are like fam. I mean, I've known all of them, you know, so long. Yeah. And it's just great to see friends of yours that are shining. And, and you guys are actually, you know, inspiring other artists, Thank you. you know, uh, like a singer myself, an actor doing different stuff. It shows that there is no limit and there's there's no time limit. I mean, you guys were grinding when right. you were like eight, nine, ten years old. I mean, I started when I was that young. So I'm like, I, I'm good. Right. I'm yeah. Of course. I'm, nah, on, you I'm all, on the path. You all the you know? way good. And to, honestly, to anyone out there that's in entertainment or whatever it is you're doing. In my experience, if I could share my experience with you, it would be this. Um, everyone gets their time. Right. You know, um, and I know that the, the biggest challenge for anyone, you know, um, trying to be successful is patience. You know, and if you can have patience and you can continue to prepare yourself, not just try to get on. But continue to sharpen your skills. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Your craft, right? As a as as a performer, whatever that may be, as a writer, whatever that may be. If you continue to work on your craft and work on your person, those that that up that you know opportunity will meet. AM Caffeine Morning Show, God dang it. That's how you end the show with that. That's how you do it. That's how you drop the damn mic. There you go. My man, Ricky Bell, New Edition, Bell, Biv DeVoe in the dang building. Rick, thanks so much, man. And again, like, I know this guy. And every time, like, when... When Ricky and I talk, like we seriously have like yeah, we deep, get into we it. have deep <laughs> right. conversations. Right. Yes, yes. So, but I I thank you so much, man, for for being a man of your word, coming on the AM Caffeine Morning Show. Thank you, man. much much uh, success and and. As I've told Ron, who's my dude, I will do anything that I can for these guys Appreciate because it, they have been a soundtrack to my life and seeing just all the success uh, that they've had up until now is just so dope. AM Caffeine Morning yeah. Show, Ricky Bell in my the building. Catch them on tour. I know Catch them on tour. Uh, yes. Rick, what's the um, BBD website so folks can go if they Instagram. need? A, uh, yeah, oh, just okay. real simple. Um, we are, uh, you can go to bellbibdevoe.com, but social media pages. Um, I'm Mr. Ricky Bell on everything. Okay. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just go to Mr. Ricky Bell. Um, Facebook, uh, Bell Bib DeVoe, all of that. And, and um, you can keep you keep up with us on um, bellbibdevoe.com. There it is. AM Cafe Morning Show. Ricky Bell in the building. 
You guys, uh, make sure you, you rock with the AM Caffeine Show every uh, Wednesday and Friday. It's your boy, DLC, Porsche Coleman. Smooth D's not here today, but we didn't need him because Ricky was here. And DJ <laughs> Q Nights is in the building. You guys have a good day. We out. Enjoy Bye. it. Thanks, Rick.